introduction to teamwork and really relax. Alright, so we're back and we have Staff Sergeant Mab over here. So uh, before we get started, so last time I uh, decided to do this for the first episode, I wanted Thanksgiving dinner to my mother-in-law's house and just like you need a little bit of personality. You sound really like dry when you start talking on the mic. So I guess I need to live it up a little bit more. So, but yeah, uh, I have Sergeant Mav here today and uh, he's a native from Rochester. He graduated from Aranaquai High School back in 2010. So uh, welcome. Thank you, thanks man. Uh, so you joined the Army back in 2009? Yeah, so I joined actually as a uh, in the summer of my uh, senior year. So in between uh, junior year and, and senior year, I uh, had already gotten the ball rolling kind of the end of the year um, and uh, sat down with my recruiter. And when I was finally eligible, uh, I was part of a, a delayed entry program that would be about 12, 13 months long. Um, got the job I wanted just because I kind of enlisted so early. and. Uh, was a future soldier and then shipped out uh, the following summer after I graduated. So, cool. So, you know, th through that process, have you ever thought that you were going to join the army? Or like, while you were in high school, or was it kind of one of those things? You know, like, okay, I need to do something, and then that's what came to mind. Um, I'd say it's kind of something I always wanted to do. Uh, I, there was really no doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to do it, um, and that was from, you know, 2000, 2001 time frame. You know, when I was in fourth, fifth grade, and all the, you know, stuff happened in New York City, um, to uh, just kind of being a, a thing that I wanted to do. So, wasn't really a, a doubt. You know, didn't do the college application process or anything like that. Junior year, I was I was already talking to a recruiter when I was a sophomore. Um, just went up to him at school, filled out some stuff online, and uh, we started talking, building a relationship a little bit, and then moved forward with the process when I was finally eligible. Nice. So, how long have you been in the Army? It'll be 10 years in July already. 10 years, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, you know, you've been in for 10 years. What would you say is, like, the highlight moment of your Army career? That's tough. Um, there's been a lot, but I'd probably say one of the coolest things was leaving and coming back from Afghanistan. Because uh, what happens is, is I'm an MP, so, you know, we get the police escorts all the way to the airport. From, uh, and I deployed out of Fort Leonard Woods. So we had a police escort, motorcycle, uh, motorcade, um, all the way to Springfield, it's about an hour and a half away. So, uh, you know, the lights and sirens going and everybody, you know, giving their hugs and cheers when, when we left. And then when we came back, having the ceremony uh, on the stage is we got back at like midnight, um, July 2013, after a, almost a nine month deployment. And uh, that was pretty awesome. It's a good feeling to come back home. Um, and the first thing I did was eat a Big Mac as soon as I, as soon as I got back into the states. Um, so that was pretty good to be to be home. But uh, there's been a lot. I've I've done a lot of awesome things in my career. Um, and it's kind of hard to pinpoint one specifically because everything's been so different. It's just been a different experience. That's cool. So uh, if you guys don't know Sergeant Mav, he's a military policeman. Uh, he did undercover stuff as well at CID. Um, are you allowed to share any stories on here uh, in regards to what you did so the viewers can like, or the listeners can understand like, you know, the your day-to-day -day operations when it came to sure. 
Yeah, so uh, there's there's some things that I can share, some things that I can't. Uh, obviously, anything that's ongoing can't be shared. Uh, but I've been removed out of the, the CID world and the, the MP world for you know three years since I've been here. So um, everything that I, I'll talk about is already closed out. There's already been gone through the court system and guilty not guilty verdicts and all that stuff so um, I did do uh, narcotics investigations so we did do a lot of undercover work um, you know buying drugs from people trying to sell drugs to soldiers um, on and off the installation um, we bought drugs you know meth heroin PCP um, mushrooms cocaine pretty much any drug that you can possibly think of, I think I think the only one that we didn't get was like uh, um, like fentanyl, which is kind of big. Um, this is in Colorado, by the way. So buying marijuana, buying weed, it wasn't a thing that we really did just because it was legal over there. Um, but we also did drug investigations for anything that involved use, possession, and distribution cases. So. Uh, we did have one case. Um, we ended up getting two Army Achievement Medals and an ARCOM, which they're Army Accommodation Medal for, um, which wasn't actually drug-related because we worked side-by-side side with the special agents that also do, like, SBU um, or do general crimes, so big, t over $10,000 larceny, theft, whatever. Um, one of them happened to be $8.1 million of stolen military equipment, like, including two, you know, EOD or bomb robots. Um, so we ended up figuring out that this guy was trying to sell a, a rangefinder on eBay. We matched up the serial numbers on eBay. I created an account, um, and we ended up doing an undercover uh, verification where we just looked at the, the rangefinder when we met the guy, verified the serial number, matched the one that was missing, um, ended up tailing him to his house and his storage unit, um, got warrants, worked with the FBI on that one, and uh, pretty much raided his uh, his storage areas and found about $8.1 million worth of stolen equipment. It was all over news, CNN. Um, this was back in like May 2016-ish. Um, so it's been a while, but mm -hmm. man, it, it, it was a fun job. Um, it's definitely something that I would, I would definitely consider going back to, um, maybe reclassing to be a CID special agent. But uh, that was probably one of the highlights, probably the best jobs that I've had in the Army, um, just before that I was just you know, a squad leader for a little bit, then a team leader, or a team leader before that, and now just a regular military police soldier, just working on a patrol vehicle, you know, doing your normal cop dog, but that job specifically was, was pretty awesome. Well, that's pretty cool. So, oftentimes, right, when you talk to, you know, not just only recruiters, but service members, they really don't share, like, the worst part they experience in the Army, and that's something I wanted to cover today as well. What's something that you didn't, like, you wish like you didn't went through or something you really dislike being in the service? Um, I would say, you know, there's been units that I've been in um, that I was glad to get out of um, because every unit's gonna be different. Just like in any job, you know, you really, you work for the job, you know, for the job, for the paycheck, but at the end of the day, you really work for the people that are next to you and above you. Um, and sometimes you have bad managers, you have bad leaders, and that happens in the civilian world and in the military world. Um, luckily, I was able to get out of a unit um, and by volunteering for a deployment um, to go to a unit that was 13th Military Police Company from 2012 to 2014, probably the best um, 
company and the team that I've ever been in. Uh, we deployed together to Afghanistan um, for nine months, and it was the bond that we had was was pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, the the one unit that I was in before, you know, it was it was um, not good. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, looking back now, you know, it it, it kind of shaped me to to make me understand exactly. You know, it's it's good to see what a bad leader looks like and what a good leader looks like because you know you learn from the good leaders, you take the the good stuff with you, but you also learn from the bad leaders and say, hey, I don't want to do this when I lead soldiers. I know how it affects me, or it affected me when I was a, a younger soldier. So I don't want my troops to have to go through that uh, like I did and some other soldiers did as well. Right. So oftentimes we only talk about you know day to day army stuff while we're in uniform. Um, and you know our careers being a soldier goes beyond that because we we don't wear this uniform 24 7 we're still humans right so oftentimes when we're active duty we're we're moved to a different city we're fortunate enough that we're from rochester we're stationed here we're at home um share something that you know you enjoyed because of the military like live in colorado often like once a week he talks about you know colorado and just how awesome it is but Name some things because of the army, you know, obviously for you living in Colorado made you appreciate living somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, honestly, uh, so this is actually my fourth duty station. So I've been in the army for 10 years. Uh, I've been in recruiting for three, uh, just extended to stay for another one or for another year, hopefully to extend further than that. Um, and was in Colorado before that in Fort Carson. And then before that was at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And then, uh, before that, I was actually in Korea. So my first duty station being Korea, I thought the absolute worst because nobody ever really told me anything about Korea other than what you see on the news and North Korea and all the craziness that's going on there. Um, but it completely changed my perception. Um, I was stationed in Yongsan, which is like literally in the middle of Seoul, which is the second or third largest city in the world. Um, wasn't allowed to have a car or anything like that because I didn't need one. The base was so small. Um, so being able to, you know, immerse myself in the culture, I think that was one of the coolest experiences for me. Um, eating the food, meeting the people. The cool thing about Korea is you actually have uh, Korean augmentees for the United States of America. So what that is, is it's mandatory in the Republic of Korea, South Korea, um, for any male that they have to serve two years either in the military or in their like police department. Um, and it's mandatory, non-negotiable. So even if they're a student or if they're doing their full-time job, once they get that letter from their government, they have to serve their country for two years. Now, those who speak English well, um, they get offered the opportunity to be Katushas and actually wear the same uniform that we do, um, and they're in our unit. So my team leader was actually a Korean national. My gunner was actually a Korean national, and I was the driver in my three-man team. And as a military police soldier, my partner, you know, um, was a Korean national. So it was a really cool experience. Um, I ended up, you know, going to, um, I can't even remember the place, but it's like the South Korean Disney World. And I ended up meeting a lot of families of, of the Katushas and the soldiers that we had and going to their houses, having, having dinner with them and, and kind of just immersing myself in their culture, which was really unexpected. Um, but it was awesome. It was, it was for an 18, 19 year old kid to be on the other side of the world by himself, you know, um, it was, it was definitely an experience. Um, 
and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And then being in Leonardwood, you know, it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but I think the unit that I was in in Leonardwood that I deployed with it it made it fun. It made it uh, enjoyable. Um, I like the outdoors, so it's not that bad of a place for me because I like fishing and all that stuff. Um, but I think what really makes the location is not necessarily the location itself. It's more the people that you're, you're serving with. Um, one of my, my good buddies who's from Rochester, he's a, well, was a drill sergeant. Uh, now I think he's moving on to Fort Campbell, I believe. Um, he's from Greece, Greece Olympia High School, graduate class of 2010. Never knew the kid a day in my life. Ended up becoming like one of my best friends in, in the Army because we went to basic training together. We went to Korea together. We went to Fort Leonard together. We deployed together. And then ended up going to Colorado together too. So, And then I came into recruiting and he went uh, to the drill sergeant world. So um, the people that you meet uh, from all over the country, um, you know, whatever differences you have with any other person, I mean, they just get put aside and they just really, you're there for the people that are next to you. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the Army is about relationships and about people. Um, and speaking about that, you know, now since you've been almost 10 years in the Army, um, not speaking as a recruiter, but as a person, you talk to someone uh, within the community, right? Mm -hmm. What would you share with them? Like, hey, you know, because of this, you know, the Army gave me this. Or what would you share with them um, if they're trying to make that decision to join the service, not just only the army. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing that you got to think about, and a lot of times, you know, you say not as a recruiter and stuff like that, right? So a lot of the people that work in this office, and I'm sure other offices as well, like we share our own experiences because they're unique to us, but the army has helped us accomplish what we want specifically. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always going to speak on my, my experience and, and what, you know, Cameron you know, has accomplished and not just necessarily Sergeant Mad, the recruiter, trying to, you know, find people to, to fill uh, positions and jobs that they're looking for. But um, I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten and that I tell people is there's no, nothing wrong with joining the Army for a short period of time or staying there for 20 years. If you want to serve three years or you want to serve 30 years, you're still serving your country and you're going to get the same benefits um, with the exception of the retirement if you don't serve the, the full 20, um, but you're going to get the same benefits. So me, you know, as of right now, I don't plan on staying in. I'll be 100% honest. I, I plan on as soon as my time with this contract is over, I, I plan on transitioning out and finding a job. I've gotten a few job offers already, um, but I'll have my four-year degree. I haven't paid a dime for it, and I think that's the biggest thing for me is I joined the Army. This is something that I wanted to do, but now it's time to move on, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'll be able to, to finish. I have an associate's. I'm four classes away from my bachelor's. I know you're working on your master's now. I owe nothing to no one as far as tuition. I don't have to pay back schools for anything. I don't owe any loans on anything. Um, so financially, it, it's been amazing for me. I can tell you right now, as you know, you know, they paid me 18 grand to stay here for another year in recruiting. Like, why not, right? Yeah. So um that's, that's kind of one of the biggest things for me specifically, uh, the college benefits. And that being said, you know, if you stay in for three years, you serve 36 months, one, you can come out with an associate's at least because you're going to get your college credits for, like, you know, for training. Um, and then you can take classes while you're on active duty. I do it. I take one class every eight weeks. And I don't stress myself out. I'm slowly chipping away at my degree and not paying a dime, right? So, um, and then still being, have, you know, still 
being able to have the uh, the GI Bill after I get out. You serve 36 months, you get 100% of your tuition paid for 36 months uh, after you get out of the Army. So you have no you no longer have an obligation to the Army, and the Army is still going to give you benefits on the back end. So you include things like, right now I'm looking at houses, VA loans, you know, right. $0 down on a house. I mean, that's insane. Um, so there's a lot of benefits out there that people don't know. Um, partnership for, you know, Army Youth Success. Um, two guaranteed job interviews with local companies or national companies. I just, you know, a kid wants to be a cop, we can hook them up with a job interview with the New York State Troopers once they get out after the first contract. So I think the biggest thing is you got to figure out what you want in your life and figure out how the Army can help you get there. And if the Army's not for you, then it's not for you. If you maybe just want to do this part-time and live your full-time life on the outside and, and stay in Rochester, then maybe the Army Reserve's a good option. But um, I think you really got to figure out what you want to do and then figure out how the Army can get you there. Because um, that's what I've done. You know, I know I want my degree, and, and I'm going to get it. Uh, and I don't <laughs> owe any money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I know people owe six figures right now for that they're going to be paying for the next 40 years to get a job that's going to pay them 40 grand a year. You know what I mean? So um, it's nice. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah. All right. So right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the U.S. Army Fitness Challenge that happened this week at Aronacoit High School. We're going to talk about December 14th, the Army-Navy game, um, the future soldiers at the Pinnacle. Um, and then later on, we're going to do a Q&A with Sergeant Mav. Uh, he saw some of the questions, so he's thinking about the answers. So we're going to take a couple minutes, and we'll be right back. Army Warrior High School Warrior Fitness Challenge. We've got roughly around nine events that these kids uh, we run them through. It's a team event. Uh, it's mainly to have fun, for one, uh, to have fun. And then, you know, as you can see, the nine events here. You know, we got ladder, some box jumps. Uh, we also have some battle ropes. If you can look over there, but you'll see. Um, it's just to promote fitness, fitness and teamwork. Uh, you know, these guys will survive, or you know, they'll they'll win or fail as a team. So uh, that's really the, really what we want to do is, is promote health and fitness. under the, the same one-team-one fight. So although we'll have fun at each other's expense, we are all in the same, uh, we all serve the same country. So when I brought this idea up, I wanted to make sure that our future soldiers and our future sailors can actually develop a relationship. 
So it was very important to me to get him out on the field, let him have a good time, uh, compete, but then more importantly, just understand that we're all here together. I think that all branches of the military are all working together all the time, whether we joke around with each other or not. We're definitely all a big family and doing working together to do the same thing and protect the country and people in the, in the world. So. At least for us keeping shoulders, it's a good like introduction to teamwork and really relying on each other to get and achieve a similar goal. Navy, beat Army, please. Go Army, beat Navy. Go Navy, beat Army. Go Army, beat Navy. U.S. Army Warrior High School Warrior Fitness Challenge. We've got roughly around nine events that these kids uh, we run them through. It's a team event. Uh, it's mainly to have fun, for one, uh, to have fun. And then, you know, as you can see, the nine events here. You know, we got ladder, some box jumps. Uh, we also have some battle ropes. If you can look over there, but you'll see. Um, it's just to promote fitness, fitness and teamwork. Uh, you know, these guys will survive, or you know, they'll they'll win or fail as a team. So uh, that's really the, really what we want to do is, is promote health and fitness. Alright guys, we're back. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties earlier, so if you miss any of the uh, conversation I had with uh, Sergeant Mab, it will be posted on later. Um, again, I apologize for that, but we're going to continue on for now. Right, guys, Let me put my volume down on my phone. I guess I'm watching the stream on my phone as I'm recording <laughs> it. But anyways, we're going to talk about the uh, U.S. Army Fitness Challenge that happened at around the Quay High School this week. So, uh, Sergeant Mab, how did it go? 
It went really well, actually. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know, obviously going back to my, my old school, but uh, it seemed like a lot, a lot of the students um, were really interested in it, the competition. Um, and, uh, you know, we did have a, a course record in a minute five seconds, which was, was really impressive. Um, but, no, it was a lot of fun. It seemed like the, the staff uh, came down from, you know, all different departments just to check it out and were really into it. And uh, the students definitely, definitely enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was pretty cool to actually see, like, the competition between the students and the different, you know, gym periods and yeah. just kind of – it was a pretty good atmosphere, you know, as far as competition – uh, students motivating each other um, and if you're a student right now at, at a high school and you want to do it you want your school to do it please reach out to us our information is obviously on the screen um, we would love to come to your high school and take over your gym classes so let's move forward with December 14th the Army Navy game all right so the Army's won the game last two years and the Navy's beat us 14 years prior to that so uh, I'm not, you know, I'm optimistic, but let's hope the Army pull it off. But besides the game, we do have an event on the 14th um, at the Pinnacle. Uh, it is a flat football game. So if you guys want to attend, please feel free to follow us on social media um, and get the information there. If you are a future soldier, uh, expect to be there to beat the future sailors. So, yes, yeah, Sergeant Mab, can you talk about what events are going to happen that day? Yeah, so uh, I'll be the coach uh, for the football team. So all of our future soldiers are going to be uh, competing in a flag football game against the future sailors, all of the roster or greater roster area. Um, we're also doing an e-gaming tournament. So we have Call of Duty Black Ops 4 uh, set up with eight different PlayStations um, and monitors to, uh, to do a Black Ops tournament there. Uh, there's a little bit more information on either my Facebook or Instagram page or Sergeant Morales or the station page, uh, Greece or U.S. Army Recruiting Station Greece and U.S. Army Recruiting Station or Company Rochester. Um, and then on Instagram at Go Army Rochester uh, as well. So um, it's going to be an awesome event. We've got a lot of people planning to come out uh, to support the local future soldiers and future sailors uh, as well as participate. Um, the football game itself will be for the future soldiers and sailors, but the e-gaming is open to the public. So anybody that just wants to come down um, and participate, you're more than welcome. Uh, it is at the Pinnacle Athletic Campus, which is 7600 Pinnacle Drive, I believe. Um, the information will be on a flyer, which I can post out on social media. Um, and if anybody wants it directly, we can uh, we can send it to you. Just send us a message or Sergeant Morale is a message and we'll get it out to you for the information. All right, cool. So we're going to take a short break, and then when we get back, we're going to ask Sergeant Mab some questions from Ask U.S. Recruiter page on Facebook. And also, if you want to ask a question here on Facebook Live, you can. And then we have a lightning round of questions for Sergeant Mab to answer. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. U.S. Army Warrior High School Warrior Fitness Challenge. We've got roughly around nine events that these kids uh, we run them through. It's a team event. Uh, it's mainly to have fun, for one, uh, to have fun. And then, you know, as you can see, the nine events here. You know, we got ladder, some box jumps. Uh, we also have some battle ropes. If you can look over there, but you'll see 
Um, it's just to promote fitness, fitness and teamwork. Uh, you know, these guys will survive, or you know, they'll they'll win or fail as a team. So uh, that's really the really what we want to do is, is promote health and fitness. Beat Army, please. Go Army, beat Navy. Go Navy, beat Army. Go Army, beat Navy. All right, and we're back. All right, so we have our last segment for the day. So we're going to do a Q&A session with Sergeant Mab here. Um, and I do have a question from the U.S. Army Ask Recruiter page. And the first question for Sergeant Mav is, is there any any way I can go to MEPS being overweight? Well, um, being overweight is kind of a broad uh, statement. Um, so what happens is, is you need to talk to a recruiter and have them uh, see where you fall uh, as far as the standards um, between your height, weight, and then age. So let's say, for example, uh, a 20-year-old male um, and maybe 195 pounds, but 5'7", you know. Technically, by the weight standard, yes, you're 15 pounds over, but um, you are authorized 26% uh, body fat. So we do a measurement around the neck, measurement around the waist, we do a little math and we determine what your body fat percentage is. And as long as you meet that standard, um, 
then you are eligible to enlist and move forward with the process to go to MEPS. Um, that being said, um, you'd have to talk to a recruiter and come into the office and, and get taped uh, to determine that body fat percentage to move forward with the process. All right, uh, another question is how long is basic training? So basic training is 10 weeks. Um, it's the same no matter what uh, MOS or job that you pick. And then obviously, you know, depending on the job that you pick, it can range from an additional, you know, four weeks all the way to an additional 42 weeks. So um, some schools are a year long, the more technical jobs. Uh, other schools, you'll do it together in conjunction with basic training. So it's called OSET or one station unit training. So me as a military policeman, for example, uh, our training is OSET. So uh, it was 20 weeks all together, drill sergeants the whole time. Um, but you're in the same training unit, the same training location. Uh, if you do basic training for 10 weeks and transition to another base for your uh, technical training or AIT, advanced individual training, uh, you'll transfer to that, that base, finish your training out there, and then move on to your first duty station after you get to come home a little bit for leave. All right. So another question that I have is... Um, I just lost the train of thought. Uh, another question I have is, if you were to enlist into the Army, um, will you ship out right away? And I, I think I want you to touch on that, not so much on the page, because it's that time of year and no one wants to leave for the holiday, so they okay. assume they're going to ship out of training. Sure. So uh, the way that it works, all right, with the Army specifically, I'm, I can't speak on the other branches because I've never served in those branches. I've never served as a recruiter in those other branches. But for the Army specifically, whether it be active duty or reserve, um, you will know in writing when you're leaving for training. I can tell you right now that no one is leaving for training before mid-January. Um, all positions and training slots have already been filled or they're not holding a new training seat over the holiday block leave. So... Um, you won't leave until January. That being said, um, you'll know exactly when you're shipping out. Obviously, if you're a high school senior, you have to wait until you graduate high school. Granted, you can enlist now, secure your job, and have everything good to go, done like I did. Um, but you won't leave until uh, at least two weeks after graduation. Uh, if, you're already, if you've already graduated high school and you're not in, enrolled in college um, or anything like that or have an obligation to stay here, um, you will leave based on the start of each training date for that specific job that you choose. So let's say, for example, you want to be a military policeman um, and the training starts February 8th. Uh, you will leave for training a week prior to that date uh, for reception. So you would leave February 1st. So that's how that works. Um, if you're trying to stay home for the holidays, understand you're not going anywhere. You'll know exactly when you're going to, to training, what job you picked, if there's any incentives attached to it, uh, and where you're going for training. And all that will be in writing before you even raise your right hand and sign a contract or do an oath of enlistment. Awesome. So that's the last question where we've taken today. But now we're going to do a lightning round, Sergeant Mav. Uh, so are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So first question for you. What's your favorite word? Resiliency. Why? Because I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of times, no matter what you're doing in life, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. And on those bad days, you just got to be able to bounce back and, and uh, 
get yourself right so that way you can move forward and, and move on to the next thing. All right. What's your least favorite word? Failure. I hate I mean, self-explanatory. I hate I hate failing. I hate losing. Um, and uh, there's always ways to, to overcome failure and uh, and adversity. So, favorite sports team? Buffalo Bills. Oh. All day, <laughs> all day. We're gonna win this week against the Ravens too. I feel it. All right. Favorite city? Ooh, that's tough. Um, Favorite foreign city? Definitely Seoul, Korea. Um, favorite city in the U.S.? Ooh, that's tough. There's a lot of good ones. I like Austin a lot. I do like uh, Denver was pretty cool. St. Louis pretty cool. I've been to a lot of places, man. I've been to 43 uh, states and nine countries now, so it's too many to count. <laughs> All right. Next question would be, a type of food you can't live without? Chicken wings, hands down, from Duff's, blue cheese. Anyone that eats chicken wings with ranch, you can unfriend me. <laughs> All right, speaking of chicken wings, when it comes to chicken wings, do you prefer flats or drums and why? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I think any wing, if it's done right, doesn't matter if flat or drum, it's going to taste good. But I personally like drums better. All right. And last question. A song on your playlist that you are embarrassed about. I'm embarrassed about. <laughs> Ooh. So, like, if you're at the gym and the song comes up, you have to lower the volume on your phone. Oh, see, I don't do that because I don't. Oh, God, I don't know. I usually listen to, like, Texas country kind of music, so it's kind of hard to say what song I'd be embarrassed about. Hmm. It's tough, man. I'd probably, maybe, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. I, was, I know this is taking forever. I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm not trying to embarrass myself. <laughs> what song do I listen to a lot? I, I don't know. That's tough. That's a tough question. <laughs> the answer is he doesn't want to expose yeah, his answer. I, I can't expose it. I can't expose it. I like Cody Johnson. I like Cody Johnson, Cody Jenks, Texas Country. But uh, I have listened to a Miranda Lambert song before by myself, so I guess that counts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Sergeant Mav, thank you for coming on. Uh, do you want to give a shout-out to your social, social media right now? Yeah, so uh, if you guys want to get some more information or have any questions for me specifically, uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook at uh, Cameron Mav Staff Sergeant or on Instagram at Staff Sergeant SSG underscore Mab, M-A-B-B. Um, or by phone if you guys have questions or you're interested in talking about maybe your options uh, give me a call or shoot me a text at uh, 585-356-4538 well I want to thank everyone that's listening right now on, on Facebook live and those who are listening via Spotify later on or on YouTube thank you for you guys listening and the next time we're going to be live it's going to be December 14th at the Pinnacle the Army Navy game and you never know who our guests are going to be that day, but more information will be put out within next week. Until next time.